Hey there, my name is Vosh. I live stream on YouTube and Twitch, and sometimes I even upload the good bits. This is Previously Live. Channel 5 posted the QAnon Shaman prison interview, which I, which I have to admit I'm quite curious about. You know, tis the season, the anniversary. This is a free call from... Jacob Chansley. An incarcerated individual at Alexandria Detention Center. This call is not private. It will be recorded and may be monitored. I remember that guy. Hey man, glad to see you guys. You guys are patriots. Look at this guy. He's got covered in blood. God bless you. Well, hey, it sucks, brother. Time. Justice is coming. I'm not one to usually take pictures of myself, but in this case, I think I'm making an exception. Jacob Chansley, the self-proclaimed QAnon shaman has- It is, it is really important to remember, like, and this is why I say January 6th is incredibly funny. It's that this is literally just the hog version of like uh, Instagram models going down to Baja, California for like shots of them at the beach or whatever. Like that, like that guy dressed up, that guy dressed up and put makeup on. Okay. There was no difference between him and like a femboy putting on eyeliner. Absolutely no difference. Okay. He, he, he went out there to, to dress up, to take the selfies. He cosplayed, you know, I've gone to Comic-Con. He cosplayed. Yeah, the difference between that guy and a femboy is that the femboy is probably more racist. He's just been sentenced to 41 months in prison for his role in the January 6th Capitol riots. He was seen entering the Senate chamber with a spear. To accept this free call, press 1. Thank you for using Securus. You may start the conversation now. Hey, man, how's it going? All right, cool. Are we good? Yeah, we're good. How you doing, man? I'm doing okay, brother. I'm doing okay. You know, uh, spent uh, spent the last twenty something hours in a cell, so you know, but at least I had something to work on. Right. So, for those who don't know, where are you at right now? Oh, I am in Alexandria Detention Center in Alexandria, Virginia. I am sleeping on a one and a half inch foam mat that is on top of a concrete slab every night, and that's pretty much where I'm sitting all day as well. Um, I get 22 hours in my cell and two hours outside of my cell. Uh, there's no going outside or working out or anything like that. You know. I wonder if this conservative guy will use this life experience to reflect on how we maybe treat our prison population abhorrently. I, w I wonder if that thought will ever cross his head, you know? Like, maybe he'll think, like, hmm, this seems systemically fucked. This place can definitely take its toll on you. You know, it makes me think of the saying in uh, uh, Shawshank Redemption when Red said, uh, in prison a man will do most anything to keep his mind occupied. Yeah, I know how that is. Right. How would you describe the conditions of the jail that you're in right now? Well, the conditions in Alexandria are in the detention center are not as bad as they were in, say, the D.C. jail. I've never experienced, like, real racism and prejudice in my life until I went to the D.C. jail. What? There was a, a 
a black woman from Nigeria that was like their nurse or their doctor that was examining me while I was fasting for 11 days because they weren't feeding me organic. She thought I was a racist and a white supremacist and all this crap because she believed what was on the mainstream Mockingbird media. And um, when I told her that I was not racist, that I was not white supremacist whatsoever, that I've actually you know dated all sorts of women of all sorts of races, I've, I have all sorts of friends of all sorts of races, and I said, I, I even, you know, I've even dated several black women. She said, I can't believe a black woman would ever date you. And I was like... <laughs> Oh my god, I was like, oh my god, you know, like this woman is like being openly racist, you know, because if the roles were reversed and she were standing in the doorway while a white nurse told a black guy, I can't believe a white woman would ever date you, she would be appalled. You know, she doesn't know what my ethnic background is. She doesn't know I got Native American blood in me. She doesn't know, you know, you know what I'm saying? She has no idea, but she's judging me by the color of my skin. There was also a guy uh, gone. I'm just I'm just gonna put this out here. This is just a guess. I feel like the bias that black lady had towards him might not have been because of his race and might have been because he participated in a far-right insurrection where he stormed the capitol building that's just a, a thought that i'm getting right now maybe i'm getting i'm like an empath you know i'm just feeling these vibes um i do he is he is quite he is quite quick to drop the racism accusation though uh, which is which is quite funny. I I like how he did her accent, and the accent was Jamaican when he said she was Nigerian, and Jamaican and Nigerian people don't sound even remotely alike. Part over there that wore a Black Lives Matter mask. So he was taunting the Trump supporters and you know like harassing them and you know messing with them and stuff. I didn't know you had a Native American in you. Yeah, yeah, that's something. Uh, that's something that I found out um, somewhat recently, actually, when uh, I talked to my grandmother and uh, my father, who I didn't really ever—I never met my actual father, except for like once when I was thirty. Um, but my grandmother really? uh, on that side, she told me that we have uh, we have Cheyenne blood in us. For sure. Have you been able to make any friends in there? Oh no, dude. I, no offense to anybody in here, but you know, jail is not the place to make friends. <laughs> I just figure like you might want to play card games or like you know spitball and figure out some way to pass the time. Oh, dude, I can't get it. No, no, no. That's the thing. I can't. I can't play card games with anybody because I'm in the cell 22 hours a day, and then when I come out of my cell, I'm the only one out of my cell. So you got sentenced to 41 months. How do you feel about that sentence? Um, you know, I. I don't think it's fair. <laughs> That's what you mean. <laughs> I think that they thought an example had to be made, and I don't think they anticipated that example being a double-edged sword, where, uh, you know, they, they tried to make an example out of me, but in the process they made it clear to the American people that the justice system is not fair or balanced. I completely agree. The fact that there are people getting a third strike in California and getting locked up for fucking 15 years to life for stealing Snickers bars, and he got 41 months for participating in a storming of the capitol building i i agree you know he's got me on that one he's definitely got me reflecting on unfairness a little bit uh not gonna not gonna lie it, it hits different um great great stuff there for real hmm what do you mean by that that you know there was a guy that threatened to shoot Pelosi in the head and he had he brought two guns and a bunch of ammo and he got 28 months. I never threatened to hurt anybody. I never vandalized any property. I never hurt anybody. I didn't assault anybody. I didn't steal anything. You know, WTF, mate. <laughs> right. So why do you think they picked you to make an example out of? 
Um, because uh, I think that I became a symbol, not just so much of January 6th, but because I became a symbol for freedom, a face for freedom of sorts. And, uh, you know, I, I stood out the most, to say the least. And I think I energized a lot of people, not just in the United States, but all over the world, to stand up for their freedoms as well. How do you feel about the nickname, QAnon Shaman? Well, it's not, it's not anything I ever asked for. It's one that was given to me by Alex Jones. <laughs> Alex Jones gave you that nickname? He's the one that called me the QAnon Shaman for the very first time when I did an interview with him. I think it was on the 8th of January. Damn. So it just caught on from there? Yeah. Maybe you're not QAnon Shaman, but you are a shaman, right? And you also... I do, pract I do practice shamanism, yes, sir. Can you tell me more about what shamanism means to you? The shaman is like a ancient monk or um, priest, psychologist, pharmacologist, historian, storyteller, artist, uh -huh. um, astronomer, tattoo artist, um, psychic, all lot. of these things. That's, 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 a, that's a lot. That's a lot of things for a single person to be. I don't know if one person can be good at all of those things. You know, that you, you gotta, yeah, you gotta, you know, uh, you gotta pick a few wrapped into one person and so for me i was always interested and intrigued by native american culture oh. like i told you my grandmother said that i have cheyenne in, uh, in my uh, blood and she actually said that one of our ancestors is one of the few survivors on the trail of tears um so i i always knew that the medicine man or the shaman knew something special and i always wanted to know what that was for myself and okay people in chatter somebody said main character syndrome which is like true but also i think this really speaks a lot of the far right people are so fucking desperate for some kind of spiritual relevance you know they they lash out at the sort of the soullessness of modern you know corporatized alienated atomized society and rather than taking the sensible solution to that which is saying hey what if we systemically fixed some of these problems to make life good again they go nutso shit you know like uh, of course the nazis were obsessed obsessed with aryan uh like made up ancient nordic bullshit you know uh they had their own mythologies and they they literally like rejected genetic science because it contradicted uh his uh you know his or, or their or their shit you know yeah they were occultists as well this is one of the reasons why in the in that um in that one test that determines whether or not a person has a predilection towards fascism, one of the positive traits there is a belief in spiritualism. Because the argument is that an obsession with occultism, spiritualism, superstition is something that people turn towards in the modern world when they are suffering from a systemic lack of meaning, but don't understand the systemic tools to fix it. So they look towards other things, you know? So something very deep in me called me to the shamanic path. And so I searched for the truth of my obsession with of blood as well. On the shamanic my path. ancestry. And I always knew I was destined to that find kind it of stuff. One day. Right. When did you first get introduced to shamanic practice? So I officially started and deliberately started my shamanic path on November 2nd, 2012, when I got my first tattoos and those were on my feet. And uh, now I have over a hundred hours worth of tattoos and uh, all of them were earned or uh, like, like through personal growth or some sort of like a symbol for an accomplishment. Or Getting my Xbox 360 uh, gamer, gamer tag and achievements list tattooed on my back.
you know, all the, all the, the gold star achievements. All have some sort of a deep meaning or were used for like, um, to like symbolize the overcoming of pain or an obstacle in my life. Like for example, the, the bricks on my arm, the sleeves, I got those after my dad committed suicide. It took like 36 hours to complete. And the whole time oh. I was, you know, using the physical pain to uh, deal with the mental and emotional pain I was in. Yeah, the top of the feet, the foot is supposed to be like one of the most painful places to get tattooed because of all the uh, nerve endings. Yeah, that's why I chose it. Was because the whole idea with you know shamanism is you go you go through ordeals, and after you go through the. Didn't he say he'd only met his father once? Not to say you can't be sad. Yeah, there's some deep trauma here. Yeah, I um, I, I was just wondering. I'm I'm very curious about the details on that. Might be his adopted father. Oh yeah, it could be adopted father. I I don't know what the details are. Yeah, I, I'm just curious about the lore ordeal you like uh you know you have this like out of body experience you know whether it be by overcoming pain or you know going through some sort of like long or ordeal process you know like like some people you know know about the uh, sundance ceremony and stuff like that that's an ordeal and a lot of these things end up causing out of body experiences or spiritual experiences of reality mm -hmm. i guess i mean you know psychologically and emotionally what prompted you to get those first tattoos on your well feet? i wanted to know like i always ask myself why would why are these tribal people all over the world why are they why are they tattooing themselves? Why are they undergoing hours and hours and hours of excruciating pain? What's the point? Like, why? So, at what age did you think people get tattoos everywhere? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what we mean by tribal person here, but I think, yeah, I th yeah, I don't, I don't know. What you mean. I think people get tattoos all over. You know, he means poke and stick tattoos. You mean like the the tribal cultures where you'll your whole goddamn body is is inked up or whatever. That's not just like tribal culture. That's like a very small portion. I'm sorry. Pardon me for insinuating that the QAnon shaman might be generalizing a bit with his fetishization of indigenous cultures. Let's continue. You kind of become interested in Native American culture. Oh, I've always been interested. Yeah, yeah, I grew up in Arizona, so I've always been interested in it. It's always been a part of my life, you know? But was there a particular moment, like maybe in your youth, where you were like, oh, this is something that I think is super cool and like, I want to learn more about? Kind of. I just like whenever I saw the, the native dudes with the, with the big head, feather headdresses, you know, um, when I heard about peyote and hallucinogens. Yeah, because when, when I, when I when I think of like when I think of um indigenous cultures that have the full body tattoos, I think like Polynesian. I could be totally off base here, but I'm pretty sure at least I, I think that most like Native American in American try I think most of them didn't do like the full tattoo. I guess I don't know that much really. I don't know. He probably doesn't know that much either. We're pro hey hey listen, me, QAnon shaman, we're both just firing shots in the dark, baby. We have no fucking idea, you know. We're <laughs> we have no goddamn clue. Have you ever experimented with peyote or anything like that before? Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. All shamans use these tools as um as a way of transcending the physical body and gaining a larger view of reality. And so uh, the shaman is like an expert of these spiritual or these mental tools that gain, they allow people to gain a broader view of the world, of their spiritual connection to all things, and um, of the nature of God and life itself. When did you first experiment with the medicine? Um, that was, I think, in like 2014, 2015, something like that.
something like that. That was the first time I ever tried peyote. But oh I had, god, right around the time the Trump presidential campaign started. Oh no. Oh, he hit he hit him when he was vulnerable. Tried other you know uh, you know things like sacred mushrooms and you know things like that beforehand. What insights do you feel like you gained from peyote? Well, I can honestly tell you. I'll put it this way. The only way that I can really explain the things that I understand or the, the insights that I've gained, it wasn't just through peyote. It was through things like cannabis, through mushroom experiences, through um, uh, all sorts of other, uh, like, you know, um, transcendental experiences, including things like meditation and trance states, breathing rhythms, um, even things like fasting, um, tattoos, all of that stuff. Again, I'm spitballing here. I get the feeling that he has no fucking idea what he's saying. And he's, he he's no, like, nothing has happened. You know what I mean? He's speaking in the most generalized way imaginable. Like, like I like I have no idea what he's going on about right now. Like when he describes shaman, he simply listed every profession that has ever existed, and now he's talking about psychedelic experiences. And in, in a way, I've heard people talk about psychedelic experiences before, and I feel like this might be the least coherent thing I've heard yet. And the ultimate uh, conclusion I came to is that the body is a tool for the soul of God, almost like the body is like a microscope and a telescope, and the soul of God is the observer, able to examine the infinitely large or the infinitely small. And so in a way, the body is like an instrument that can be tuned in a number of different ways uh, to, to tune the mind and the body to the frequencies of God's omnipresent consciousness. You know, every culture has a different name for it, nirvana to the Buddhist Rama to the Hindus, a collective unconscious to the uh, the materialists. Ultimately, though, I came to discover that the uh, the light is one and the paths are many, and everything and everyone is interconnected to this the same bad. omnipresent collective soul that we call God. And even science has come to say, you know, that everything is made up of energy. We all have these different words for essentially the exact same thing. But ultimately, because I was always seeking God and the truth about the purpose of life, was I able to find it. I didn't really get quote unquote involved in politics until 2020. What catalyzed huh. you to uh, get involved in politics? Um, well, that is a funny story. Um, let me start by saying that um, a fish does not know that it's swimming in water. Okay, and the sane person in an insane society will appear insane. So, that being said, everything I'm about to say, I ask people to keep an open mind and an open heart and try and understand oh, yeah. it. You know, where I'm coming from is a place that is, you know, from literally thousands of hours of research. And I'm a very skeptical and rational person. Oh, yeah. I'm never going to believe anything is if I've seen it from more than one angle and I've heard it from more than one source. And, you know, I've, it's a real. You know, uh, I've said this before, and it's still the truest thing in the universe, okay? Rationality and skepticism are processes. If people describe themselves as rational and skeptical, they're ascribing them as personality traits rather than processes, you know? That should tell you right there, you know. What that means to them is that anything they do, they're just going to say was the rational or the skeptical thing to have done. Because they think that if they had done it, if that's what their personality is like, then that necessarily what they did must have been rational or skeptical. As opposed to it being some active thing you have to keep up. Ding the little, uh, the little truth bell inside of my heart. So... 
I always knew that DC was corrupt. And when I heard about Podesta's leaked emails to the public, I started to read them with a mild curiosity. Um, then I started to notice a very strange pattern in the emails and many of the other emails that were leaked and how it involved most of the, like, like some of the most powerful DC moguls, like, you know, Clintons and you know, the Obamas and Bidens and, and how it involved celebrities and international bankers. And, um, Imagine um, the big this being what gets you into politics, dude. The fucking Podesta emails. Before you even know what the difference is between the House and the Senate, you're reading on, you're like on WikiLeaks, like reading through all this shit. Can you... Can you imagine, man, like this being what kicks you into it? Jesus Christ. God almighty, you know? This is incredibly... Yeah, yeah, You first you fry your brain on drugs, and then you fry your brain in the fucking Podesta emails. God. Big picture became crystal clear. And it was not even a week or two later that the first Q drop appeared. Um, and uh, all the research pointed to Q being, uh, being the beginning of uh, full disclosure. The research. And I came to conclude that Q was involved with the highest levels of the military and the intelligence community. And uh, that Q was involved with like things like the deep underground military bases and uh, black budget uh, technologies and stuff like that above top secret information. And um, ultimately, Q involved the warring factions of the deep state, what some people have called the alliance versus the cabal. And rational and skeptical god it's such a like a mental illness whirlpool dude holy shit um keep in mind that the deep evidence that we're talking about here is literally conspiracy boards posted on 4chan and then later 8chan this is probably around the 8chan era so i'd like to believe that this guy is like scrolling through 8chan threads like skipping the child porn ones because that site was just fucking ratted with it you know skipping over that and that, because I'm being charitable, I say he skips over that. And then he finds, you know, oh, here's the, um, yeah, here's the, uh, the, uh, 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 top info on how if you watch the latest Trump speech and you take a look at every time, uh, he taps his finger against the, the, the podium. And then you, you know, you run that on a, on like a 120 second clock and then match that up to the ge geo coordinate signatures of the, like, yeah. And, and this, you know, that's the research we're talking about here. And then what we were experiencing was kind of like a mind war and this mind war yes. over the minds of the, the populations would end up affecting the timeline that we created as a species, almost like hijacking our co-creative abilities. And uh, that would determine the fate of humanity. So what do you think the deep state like wants for the fate of humanity? Like if they had their way and every sinister plot they are trying to arrange came true, like what would our day-to-day -day life look like? What they want is centralized power through corruption. They want to negate the three-branch uh, checks and balances, uh, three-branch government system, and maintain and expand the corrupt government bureaucracy. So they basically want no freedom, full totalitarian control. Uh, they want control and access to all of our biometric data, all of our medical records all of our financial records all of our personal data they want to know all of it first of all our the government already has control of our financial records okay they already have that in terms of biometric data uh and everything else you ever do think or everything about you they get that data from your cell phone companies and from the social media companies that you frequent uh so we have that in terms of the power that they have this is the thing that i don't really understand okay like if they believe that, you know, the, the, so hold on, w what group of people specifically are trying to control the world? Because 
if the answer is big business, and they do talk about big business, they do talk about international banking or whatever, here's the thing. Don't they already have that? What more do they want? What do they want? Lower taxes? Well, you voted for the lower tax guy. Like, like it's, it's weird how they'll be like, yeah, the world, the world is being controlled by the international cabal of, like, money-grubbing, you know, of course, they, 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 they either mean Jews explicitly or they're thinking of them without realizing it, because that's where this always goes. But, yeah, the Glomo Hobo JQ or whatever. But, like, all that aside, the thing that I don't get, and, and you need, like, a very basic understanding of political theory to get this, you know? Like, very basic. I mean, like... You could play The Witcher 3 and it would give you enough, okay? Play The play the Witcher 3 in the DLC. That'll give you enough. Nobody can be queuing on after playing that game, okay? You need very, very little, okay? All you need is, like, a couple of simple questions, all right? What, if there's an elite group of people and they're international and they're all over the world and they want authoritarianism, why don't they just do it? If they have that much power, why don't they just do it? Like, what are you going to do, you know? If it's just an America thing, do other countries not have the deep state? So does does England not have one? Well, they have to, right? Because, like, the crown's a part of it. I mean, like, where, where does that end? Is, these questions don't really have an answer. It's just an ever-shifting, you know, set of rationales to justify a fear directed towards this or the other. Um, but it's, it's complete nonsense, basically. But the funny thing is, is that the real conspiracy is right in front of them, and it's not even a conspiracy. Hey, guys. Big business uses their control over industry to affect political outcomes, which secures them more political power and capital. Not even really a conspiracy. It's it's literally explicitly that's that's what it says on the box. It's what's it's just how the system works. It's right there, you know. But control all of it. They want to make things like uh, vaccines mandatory. There's no body autonomy, no free choice. You know, chips in your hand type of thing. Yeah. Uh, look at all you think like communist China except in the United States and all over the world. That is what the deep state is looking to do. And somebody may say, well, that can't, that won't happen in the United States. And I would say to those people, well, how far are we from two weeks to stop the spread? And I think that COVID is proof that uh, the corruption that we're dealing with is not just in the United States, but that it's global. I mean, like, vaccines are being used to as an excuse to do all sorts of things. Uh, it's, I think it's only a matter of time before they're used to round up and detain enemies of the New World Order or of the deep state. Holy shit, this guy's actually completely fucking insane. He's actually ill. He shouldn't be in a prison, he should be in an institution. Jesus. By the- oh, it literally just political schizophrenia. Oh, by the way, um... By the way, by the way, I just gotta say, if you want an example of the government trying to reach out and control the country, COVID is the worst example imaginable. Because our government has been so pathetically fucking useless for the entirety of COVID. Like, what has the government done? They're like, hey, can you, like, stay indoors for a bit and, like, 
I don't know, like maybe the states can make it so you wear masks. <laughs> um and can can you like we can't do any we can't do anything. The federal government, both Trump and Biden, have both said let the states handle it. Like if this is the big federal government plot, like okay. Please stay six feet apart from each other. Please get the vaccine. Please. Like, Jesus Christ. This is the authoritarian government overreach? Holy shit. Reach harder. They, I mean, this virus is only killing less than 1% of the population. What's so the 1% in a country of 330 million? <laughs> dude. 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 It's not a big deal, okay? It hasn't tipped into the 1% line, which would be 3.3 million people. Five times the death toll of the Civil War. Dude, or four times, I guess. The ultimate end goal is to have a two-tiered slavery system where you have free-range slaves that are in the cities and they're being used as like workhorses to create a large generation of tax revenue for these black budget operations. Um, and. These people live in the cities. These people are monitored by like the deep underground bases, by these classified technologies. Um, these people in these cities are basically like held hostage by the corrupt deep underground bases. And then there would be the FEMA camps or the concentration camps, um, which, you know, these things, believe it or not, may already exist. Uh, if you look into the way that certain Walmarts have been shut down and converted. I mean, the, the, stu the same stuff we're talking about happened in Nazi Germany. It happened in the USSR. It happened and is happening right now in communist China. So where does Trump fit into this whole thing? Well, you know, that's a good question. Um, that this whole idea of Pizzagate and the, the info that was dropped during Pizzagate was almost like a trial run. And uh, it was conducted to disclose the truth to the public prior to the 2016 election. So uh, the public knew what was really at stake and people like Hillary Clinton couldn't get in. And the point is, is that Q was like the next step, I think, in the intel drops. And so after understanding what in the Q community is known as the Q clock, um, the way that the timestamps and the gap code work with literally the and how they all relate to Donald Trump's tweets and how there's a lot of the same verbiage in the tweets as well as in the drops. Liter this is literally what I'm saying. They're like, yeah, look at this Trump tweet. OK, now, if you translate it into, you know, Gaelic and and then, you know, every time there's a, a letter with an underhang. Uh, or or a serif, then you add one to the the cum counter. You know, like what? Like I've said this before, guys. And by the way, this is why we're in our ableism arc. Okay, this is schizo shit. I will not pretend. I will not pretend. I will not pretend that this isn't like thirty percent of American conservatives. Just absolute brain damaged. Like I, I like a solid portion of American conservatives are legitimately just semi-functional like they're ancient boomers they get up every once in a while to like go to the grocery store and they're one black bagger away from going on like a, a, a screaming rant and showing up on tiktok like they're just so close i will not pretend you know what the real communist China shit is? Pretending that Republicans are mentally okay. That's the real communist China shit.
and they, they all, a lot of the time they occur, occur around the same exact time and the way that certain messages are put out you know in, in time or in lockstep with his tweets and all that stuff they, they were using uh, numbers to communicate a much larger and broader message that if you put the puzzle pieces together it made perfect sense it seemed to me that trump was a part of something a lot bigger that Trump being at the helm in the presidency, he was he was a part of this faction within the military industrial complex, within the quote unquote deep state, the good guys that were trying to free humanity, and they were trying to get rid of this cabal that is essentially full of Marxists and fascists and New World Order types that are trying to enslave the population. So Trump, you know, uh, he was tough on China, he was tough on Russia, he was tough on Iran. He was trying to create peace in the Middle East. You know, he, he released the uh, JFK file. He, um, you know, he created the Space Force. That was also during the Trump administration. There was a Wait, did Trump release the JFK file? Wasn't that just the FBI? I'm pretty sure Trump doesn't determine when the FBI declassifies their documents. Or did that actually happen? He didn't do it. Wait, it wasn't even declassified? Cringe. Declassification of a zero point energy engine and inertia propulsion or anti gravity craft that the what? Navy what? put out there. Okay, I'll put it this way. He was the only major movement in history, as far as I can tell, that is working to disclose the full truth about, say, government special access programs, top secret information and technologies, the truth about things like aliens or interdimensional beings and their role here on the planet. They're the only ones that this, this movement was the only portion of any sort of uh, campaign that I've seen in, in history that that is talking about like the breakaway civilization that has been created in these deep underground military bases. It's the only movement that is disclosing the truth about things like looking glass technology, um, the anti-gravity uh, technology or inertia propulsion technology, how it relates to things like time travel and creating timelines. Oh my God. Uh, the way that we have like healing technologies or infinite energy devices and how all Me this too, stuff relates to black budgets and to the endless amount of tax dollars that were being used to create this breakaway civilization. We procured over 1,500 Nazi scientists, doctors, and intelligence agents and brought them over here. We wiped their war records and the war crimes clean. We brought them in, into our government and put them in some of the highest levels of uh, power in our government bureaucracy during Operation Paperclip. Right, you know, right. Go, so go I was saying, you know, like, oh my God. Oh God. It's, 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 it's magnetizing. A lot of those things like are objectively true, right? Operation Paperclip was real. Operation Mockingbird was real. MKUltra was also real. But do you think that the more intense stuff in the Q universe, like elite Democrats drinking children's blood, is also real? Here's the thing about that. What, uh, for thousands of years, that has been something that has been practiced by elite groups in high levels of occultic power, okay, in ancient Rome. Um, in ancient Egypt, okay, in ancient Babylon, in um, ancient Sumer, 
okay, there were, there were high levels of elites, okay, and these individuals, what they would do is they would consume large amounts of psychoactive plants, and then they would do so at places like sacred sites like the pyramids or in temples or near obelisks or out in the desert, you know, or, or you know, in sacred sites, et cetera, et cetera. And when they consume these large amounts of psychoactive plants, they would have these out-of-body experiences where they communicated with interdimensional beings that were of like a higher dimensional realm in the frequencies of light that are not perceived by the five senses, okay? And they would download large amounts of data in these higher dimensional data fields that in many cases would go beyond syntax or go beyond the use of words. And uh, these individuals basically expanded their consciousness field to like cosmic levels of proportion and were able to digest these massive amounts of knowledge that most people don't even perceive because they're so busy being stuck in their bodies. Now, with all of that said, there's another faction within the ancient Egyptian uh, oh. hierarchy, and that would be like the people that worship Set, um, and Set is like the ancient Egyptian form of Satan. Okay, so Satan worship and Saturn worship are one and the same thing, and so there was this ancient form what? of Saturn worship in ancient Egypt, what? where what they would do is instead of consuming large amounts of psychoactive plants, what? How is he Satan? Is he sa what? Set was associated with the planet Mercury. Didn't he say Saturn? What? Set? Oh, oh, is it because Set starts with an S like Satan? Set? Satan? Set ten. Is that it? Is that is that how God works? That might be how God works. Which they did do on occasion, but what they did more than anything is they used things like, say, Hebrew children or children of slaves to. Uh, do these satanic ceremonies of blood sacrifice. And the whole idea is, is that they terrified their victims to the point to where their victims had an out-of-body experience. And in this out-of-body experience, their body filled with adrenaline. No, guys, this is this is actually the opposite of the JQ. In this case, the, the Hebrews are the victims. No, you guys gotta listen, okay? It's the opposite. They were the victims of the Egyptians. Okay, and as their body filled with a bunch of adrenaline, they would end up killing the, the, the victim, sacrificing them to Saturn, okay? And in the process, their blood, their adrenalized blood would be drained and poured mm -hmm. into like a, a chalice or something like that. And when they drank huh. the blood, they were drinking something known as adrenochrome because once the adrenal... When was Saturn discovered? Because... Because Google is telling me Galileo discovered Saturn in 1610. I'm pretty sure the Egyptians didn't have, uh, telescopes. Pretty sure we didn't invent lenses for quite a long time. Oh, they, me they mean the Roman god Saturn? Oh, I thought they meant like, okay, okay, hold on, hold on. The belief that this guy believes that the planet Saturn is like the actual modern day Satan is not any crazier than anything else that he has said, okay? Hold on. Yeah, if I, yeah, it, it, this is not, no, 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 no. It's, I will not be shamed for this, okay?
crystallized blood was hit with oxygen, it changed from adrenochrome, it changed You can see Saturn without a telescope? Yeah, but they didn't realize it was a planet. I thought they thought it was just like a star or whatever. From uh, uh, adrenaline to adrenochrome. Okay, and if people don't believe that adrenochrome is real, oh, they know? all you oh, got to cool. do is watch Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, okay? Type in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas adrenochrome scene, and you will see that this is a very real thing. That is that... Is that where we're getting it from? <laughs> Dude. Okay. I understand there are a lot of skeptics in my audience, okay? Alright? But... If you play Bloodborne, you will find irrefutable evidence of the potency of the old blood, okay? Those who doubt the wisdom of Yarnum's healing church will be will have their 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 qualms sated if they simply play the video game Bloodborne. Okay, but that's actually true. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, and I'm not ashamed to say it. Yeah. I do think that ancient coagulated blood harvested from the descendants of unfathomable godlike beings can instantly heal you if injected into your hip. I do think that. Yeah. I do. I'm not afraid to say it. Thank you. You are able to harvest this this chemical, this adrenalized blood, and drink it or, or ingest it, and it will be like a, an intense psychedelic high. And these it individuals using this uh, understanding that they had just for themselves and creating sort of like an elite group cast that kept everybody else marginalized and ruled. A lot of the time, it was the same bloodlines that were moving from one empire to the other around the globe and erecting these empires based off of the same ritual magic. Okay, and uh, they would infiltrate the gene pools of certain. Oh my god, I'm looking at this in popular culture section for adrenochrome. Look at this. Hunter S. Thompson mentioned adrenochrome in his 1971 book, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. This is probably the origin of current myths surrounding the compound because a character states that, quote, there's only one source of this stuff the adrenaline glands from a living human body. It's no good if you get it out of a corpse, end quote. The adrenochrome scene also appears in the novel's film adaptation. In the DVD commentary, director Terry Gilliam admits that his and Thompson's portrayal is a fictitious exaggeration. Gilliam insists that the drug is entirely fictional and seems unaware of the existence of a substance with the same name. Hunter S. Thompson also mentions adrenochrome in his book Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail 72. In the footnotes in chapter April, page 140, he says, It was sometime after midnight, uh, in a ratty hotel room, and my memory of the conversation is hazy due to massive ingestion of booze, fatback, and 40 cc's of adrenochrome. So, uh, so it's, I, I mean, just, yeah, you're right. Like all other conspiracy theories, it's essentially just like they, they saw it in a movie. They saw it in a movie. And that about does it. Just so you guys know, okay, adrenochrome is just, like, adrenaline-oxygenated blood. That's it. If you drank it, or whatever, like, it's literally just gonna be like blood. If you're some kind of fucking vampire and you want to drink blood, it's just gonna be like blood, or whatever. It's it's not special. You can buy it. Can't you buy it? I'm pretty sure you can. you can buy... You can, you can just buy it. It's not like a restricted chemical compound. You can just get it. I, I think it might have some limited 
It's not just from humans either. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can just buy it. But it's got to be fresh. You can get it fresh. Ecosystems are certain nations, and, and then they would use these individuals uh, as they uh, infiltrated the gene pool. They would use their children as like higher level people in power, whether it be making them king or making them a prince or a duke or a sultan or what. I'm pretty sure you can't get the effect of adrenaline by drinking the blood. No, you you absolutely cannot. Absolutely, you absolutely cannot. Allow, allow me to explain, okay? When when you're <laughs> When, when the body releases the hormone adrenaline, okay, when it, when it pumps your body full of adrenaline, all right, it sets off uh, a series of internal mechanical, uh, you know, functions that are meant to prepare your body for battle. Now, first of all, I just want to be, just got to be clear, okay, if you want to experience adrenaline, like the feeling that these people talk about, you can get it by feeling adrenaline. You, you can do, you can just do that. You, yeah, you can go on a roller coaster, fall down a flight of stairs, find a spider, play a, a horror video game. You literally, you, the, the, there's nothing special. Adrenochrome is in you if you just do that. That's it. If you, if, if you do that, you're, you're now full of multiple liters of adrenochrome. Congratulations. Wow. Yeah, get an anxiety disorder. Have anxiety. Whatever. You could be full of adrenochrome, okay? But drinking it wouldn't do shit. Because if you, if you, yeah, talk to a girl, okay? That'll do it. If you, if you drink blood with adrenaline in it, it, yeah, it meets with your stomach acid. It doesn't just instantly enter your bloodstream. And even if it did, what are you drinking? A cup of the stuff? How many cups of blood do you have in you? That's very diluted. It, it, it goes to your stomach acid. It just burns up. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. Yeah, it's no. Yeah, no. It's just, it doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah, Amnesia of the Dark Descent is literally about aliens stealing adrenochrome from humans. That is actually the plot. Spoilers. Whatever. So this is something that has been going on for quite some time. I mean, if you look into, you know, uh, the, how similar um, uh, one of the, I forgot his first name, but uh, there was a certain Rockefeller that looks just like John Podesta. And John Podesta looks just like um, the singer from, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, from Lincoln Park. Um, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on his name. That's Chester Bennington. Chester Bennington. Thank you. Yeah, they all yeah. look like strikingly similar. Okay, <laughs> um, Merkel in Germany looks just like Hitler. Um, Barbara Bush <laughs> looks just like Aleister Crowley. What? What we're talking about is like a 6,000-year-old death cult that has been sacrificing children, like what was going on in Babylon and in, in the Canaanites, where they were sacrificing children to Baal and Moloch and all that stuff. Okay, there's international bankers that own whole economies. There is international bankers that own whole countries and whole economies, okay? And these individuals are able to control and corrupt whole institutions of government, of corporations, mm -hmm. banking. Right, so I just wanted to say, you know, I, I feel that when people talk about ritual murder and the satanic sacrifice of oh, children, bring it up. I think that raises a lot of red flags for people uh, in terms of like anti-Semitism, because I mean people used what they call blood libel all throughout the 20th century to provide justifications for genocide, and it was kind of spread as propaganda because you know saying that someone 
eats babies is like the worst thing you can say about someone pretty much it's like if yeah, that's 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 pretty that's honestly it's kind of the lazy shorthand isn't it you know that's what i'm telling anti-semites get creative what blood libel uh uh the jews are bad because they uh they uh they uh they eat babies jesus it's like a kindergartner's like justification like you ask a kid like hey hey little timmy what makes a person really bad uh uh they they eat babies like jesus working it come on lazy you know you lose all your friends like if you know if, if, if people think you eat babies like it's over for your right. career and, and social social life so, but, and i think it's I important to note here though that first of all you're absolutely right and there have been many people that have been maligned and been demonized uh as a dark occultist and it turns out that they're not you know um there have been a lot of people that have taken a rap when you know they weren't doing any of these things like you said it was just you know negative propaganda campaigns but I also think it's important to note here that there's people that say, oh, you know, it's, a, it's, it's the Hebrews that are doing it, or it's, you know, it's the Satanists that are doing it, or whatever. What you got to keep in mind is that, first of all, real Hebrews would never do anything like that. When you say they worship Saturn, are you talking about the planet? Yes, yes. Satan worship and Saturn worship are one and the same. They did mean the planet! Is it just because they sound similar, or is there a, a no, no, no? It, we're talking people that understand the the intricacies of a tr of astrology, interconnectivity, or what is called quantum entanglement in the quantum uh, field. Uh, like, do this the, people like this? Their brain is literally just a stew, and you can just pour anything into it. You, like basically, like their their brain is like a gigantic, like cauldron-sized pot of stew that already has a liter of cow shit and several leather boots in it, and it's at the point now where you can dump anything in and it'll still basically taste the same. You know what I mean? And, and, like you could be like, oh yeah, I added pomegranates, rosemary, and silicon to this suit and it still basically just tastes like cow shit but you can give this guy any term quantum entanglement how how much do you want to bet this guy first heard the term quantum entanglement on an 8chan thread you know like like he first heard it and it was in reference to the idea it, it was in reference to a mashup video of uh of hillary clinton and jeffrey epstein and it was uh it's it's a look at their facial speaking patterns and the argument being made is that because they're quantum aligned when hillary moves her face it's it 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 affects epstein's face like like don't, right that's probably how he heard the term you know um or uh the way that um electromagnetic um fields are nested and when you um contribute certain energies to a certain electromagnetic field there are certain effects that happen within the ecosystem or within the electromagnetic uh nested um uh, ball of yarn shall we say right so i want to talk a little bit more about qanon um so the mythology of qanon was all about how this event was going to happen and it was going to be called the storm which is basically when they Stop the steal, you know, they put Trump rightfully back in the White House, and then patriots take control of the country and disempower the deep state. But on December 8th, 2020, QAnon made its last post, which was just a YouTube link to the song 
we're not gonna take it, you know, we're not gonna take it. And then pretty much like went dark. And so it's like, I think it leaves a lot of people wondering like, did the storm happen? Like, what's up with the storm? Is it still coming? Like, what's next? Well, um, first of all, I think that we're in the midst of the storm with all this COVID stuff. Um, I think- Holy copium, Jesus Christ. It's 2022. It's been over a year since the last po- this the storm. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, dude, I'd say that this incredibly slow, miserable, meandering, quiet period is like the the storm. That, uh, we're in the midst of it right now. If you think about the damage that's being done to our economy, to our culture, um, to our uh, national identity, to uh, the uh, the truther movement, as it were. Um, but I, I think that it's important that people like realize that. Um, people now know about child and human trafficking, and they also know about the hundreds of deep underground military bases uh, in the United States and all over the world. They what does this mean? I, I gotta, I gotta pick this apart, man. First of all, we've always known human trafficking is a thing everyone already knew existed, and all the real human trafficking orgs in America were like, QAnon, shut the fuck up. You're making everything worse for us. Because QAnoners don't give a fuck about child trafficking, okay? They don't. Donald Trump and Jeffrey Epstein were best buddies, okay? They were, they were fucking, they were fucking super pals. That's the term they invented for when they spit-roasted one of the slaves that Epstein bought, okay? Like, that's their term, all right? They, yeah, Jonald and Epstein. Yep, Jonald and Epstein, okay? That's what they were, they were best friends. They loved little girls, okay? And they didn't give a fuck. QAnoners never gave a fuck about that. They never even turned a single critical eye towards Trump. Um... I don't know what they mean by deep underground military bases. We have above ground military bases. Yeah, 8chan was the home of 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 um QAnon and it was also full of child porn. Like like literally, like I I have no idea how this doesn't get asked more. Like why doesn't why why isn't that the first question anybody asks any QAnon spread? Like, hey, isn't it wild how how your your movement was birthed? in the child porn site where people went to look at child porn that's kind of weird that's a strange thing that you should answer for right now so know about things like spiritual parasites and the way that you know psychic vampires play a role they know about adrenochrome they know about bohemian grove they know psychic about jeffrey in his island and all the pedophile networks and the pedophile code they know you said psychic vampires yeah, that's what I said. That's what these Satanists are. They're like psychic vampires. Okay. They're like they're like demonic possessed people. They're, they're, that's part of what black magic is: is you allow your body to be like a vessel for a demonic spirit. Okay. So people know about the deep state. They know about how blackmail is used in the deep state to cover up uh, the crimes against humanity. How it's all these uh, networks, the pedophile networks and the mockingbird media is used to cover up the truth about this breakaway civilization that's going on underneath our feet as we speak. Uh -huh. People are being neuro-linguistically programmed with the truth. But unfortunately, the, the movement has become fragmented. The, 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 there's people that infiltrate and spread disinformation. Right. So I want to. I just want to go back to the go back to the storm a little bit. Uh, the the sixth of January was supposed to be the storm, right? Is that the case? I don't know. Just I remember like you know, dude. There's such fucking liars. Yes, it was. Everyone saw. Come on. 
just because things didn't change out you you have to acknowledge that you can't be you get you can't be like yeah dude it's a storm and then like afterwards you're like well i don't know maybe it was maybe it wasn't and a lot of the flyers that i saw for the sixth beforehand like that got sent to me it was like the storm is coming the sixth is the storm you know because you know they're going to stop congress from certifying joe biden and then the 20th was supposed to be the storm which was inauguration day and i was actually in dc for inauguration day oh i just want to say by the way um i'm gonna be totally real with you guys i actually have no idea whether the QAnon shaman guy is like racist or like fascist or whatever i think he's mostly completely schizophrenic the point the the point or i guess the point of of issue here is that it doesn't actually matter he's insane enough that he can be used by people who really have those beliefs it's a, it's actually a completely meaningless distinction for him you know um so it i don't think it actually changes anything uh whether or not he's conscious of it that's so fucking sad man yeah it is this guy probably legitimately does think that he's like a warrior for freedom or whatever but like it it, it does not matter you know as long as the particular brand of schizophrenia that has infested his mind is one which leads him towards this QAnon shit, then that then it doesn't it does not matter. I, th I don't know if he's right. I genuinely he might legitimately just be totally racially neutral, like in his head, like n like nothing, you know. But it wouldn't make a difference. It would it would just it wouldn't, you know. He could he would pro he would support like Trump. 2024 marching democrats and blm supporters to death camps because he thinks it's fighting against the new world order you know like hey it, it doesn't matter what his you know motivations are the outcomes are going to be the same and it was a military occupation in the streets like i mean there was checkpoints on every street you couldn't even walk around there was hardly even a celebration crowd for biden and definitely not really an opposition crowd for trump I think a lot of people just got turned off from Q because they saw the goalpost just being moved what felt like over and over again. And uh, I was wondering if you felt like it's possible that QAnon may have been a psyop to delegitimize the truth about things like Operation Mockingbird and Operation Paperclip. I think that um, there is going to be in any sort of a truth movement. There's going to be infiltrators and disinformation agents. It, people have to understand that, that what we're dealing with is, is a new type of warfare. Okay, it's a new type of warfare. It's information and economic warfare. And I think that a lot of people are looking, uh, they're missing the forest, they're, what is it, mistaking the, they're missing the forest for the trees. Is that, is that the, is that the saying? And this, the final battlefield for this global war that we're in is the mind. And I do not believe that Q is a tabloid straw man because the, the movement was not in the tabloids until it began to supersede and threaten the mockingbird media. And the truth is always. Mockingbird media. Rejected, resisted, destroyed, uh, despised, and demonized before it's accepted. So um, with that said, I think that I think that we have to look at the wins. There's been lots of resignations like Cuomo, the Cuomo brothers. All sorts of CNN producers are being proven to be pedos. The child trafficking is being exposed. The vax mandates are dead in the water. Omicron is probably going to create a massive... Wait, hold on. Wait, a couple of points here. First of all, I'm pretty sure the Cuomo dudes got out because of, like, Dems, like their own base, not because of some, like, external ousting or whatever. Second of all, in terms of the CNN people, was one of them proven to be pedophile? I don't know any details about the CNN stuff. Um, I mean, there are tons of, like, conservatives 
who have been shown to be pedophiles like in the same time period, but I guess we're going to ignore those. Uh, and in terms of the vaccine mandates, what has changed? of global herd immunity without too much adverse side effects. Let's go Brandon is taking over the entire nation. I mean, that's and of all places on college campuses where they were hoping to indoctrinate all these people to be Marxists. Parents are standing oh up to school boards and CRT is dead in the water. Kyle Rittenhouse's acquittal. CRT is dead in the water. The Well, I guess that's a really easy way to feel good about yourself is to convince yourself of the existence of a thing that doesn't exist. And then when it doesn't exist, you declare victory over that thing. Let's go, Brandon. Dude, imagine going from storming the Capitol to coming in your little fucking prison boy britches because people are saying, let's go, Brandon. The biggest bitch political phrase in all of fucking human history. Jesus Christ, man. He, he's a meanie. This phrase is so cucked that they said it to Joe Biden, to his face. It got said to his face and he was like, sure, Jack, let's go, Biden. Yeah, nobody cares. He didn't care. You know they wanted him to get like, no, don't go, Biden. But he didn't. He doesn't care because nobody cares. Okay? Now, you you know what would have gotten Biden's attention? If you'd said, fuck you, Biden, to him. That would have gotten his attention. But conservatives are pussies, so, you know. It was a huge win for the Second Amendment. I mean, for Christ's sake, Black Lives Matter and Trump supporters were marching against the vaccine mandates, for crying out loud. We are now going to have free speech um, uh, alternatives to social media. Cancel culture is being canceled. People are realizing... <laughs> oh, my God. No, guys, just by the way, what you're listening to right now is not just the QAnon shaman. I think this is your average conservative right now. When, when you consume nothing but absolute, like, sawdust-packed propaganda every day, then you really do believe you're waging this constant war. Uh, and, you know, every day there's a new victory. We've defeated the critical race theory. We brought back Dr. Seuss. We, Mr. Potato Head is still he, him, you know? We, they, you know, we canceled cancel culture. They really do think, because again, it's, I think it's very important for the weak-minded. And this man's mind is extraordinarily weak. It's very important for weak-minded people to feel like they're part of this massive, you know, world-defining conflict for which they must be supplied a constant stream of victories, you know? It's main character syndrome. It's that simple. It's main character syndrome. They can't fathom complexity. They can't grasp or, or, or you know, they can't perceive it. So this is what they need. This is life to them. Canceling cancel culture that woke is broke man you know the, the world's waking up everybody's standing in solidarity together bro so it's going to take some time that's just all there is to it it's going to take some time so i think that what people need to do as opposed to being demoralized is they need to pick a hill and have an indomitable will they need to stop putting all their hopes in one person or in one group because then their hope is so easily lost you know they need to be the change that they want to see in the world you have to be the change you want to see is fight with all your might you know what i'm saying but do you uh are you allowed to talk about January 6th? I'm, I'm not going to talk about that. I've been advised by my lawyers just to, to leave that situation alone. Wise. Okay. Well, I guess, do you feel like Trump should have done more to help you? Well, I feel about Trump the way that I felt about him throughout the four years of his presidency. I mean, it's changed slightly with his support of these vaccines, but um, he took the deep state and the corrupt bureaucracy and the corrupt media on head to head. He went toe to toe with them. And he did that, I think, for the American people and uh, for America in general. I think that took courage and strength. 
But um, there's other things where it's like, I, I look, you know, he built a the border wall went through a sacred Native American burial ground. They blew up a sacred Native American burial ground on the on the southern border of, the, huh. of Arizona just so they could move a uh, put a, a wall through it. And the, to me, that's akin to blowing up a veteran's graveyard. I think Trump's huh. this is going to be the line for him. That's that's actually really interesting. Fired Fauci when he had the chance, as opposed to giving him the microphone, as opposed to pushing vaccines and Operation Warp Speed is the greatest achievement of mankind. Um, and once again, and coming to your your question, wait, Operation Warp Speed is the greatest achievement of mankind, but you're anti-vax. Wh what? Wait, how, what? Hey, soup, soup brain, soup. You misheard? Wait, what did I miss here? What did I miss here? To blowing up a veteran's graveyard. I think Trump should have fired Fauci when he had the chance, as opposed to giving him the microphone, as opposed to pushing vaccines and Operation Warp Speed is the greatest achievement of mankind. Um, oh, no, I was wrong. My bad. Nope, sorry. He was saying that it wasn't the greatest. Damn. All right, sorry. That would have been a funny contradiction. But he is remaining consistent on this. That's why I need you guys to hold me. I can't. I can't hear every article. And once again, and coming to your your question, I think he could have and should have been there for more of the J six people. Um, I think he should have been more outspoken. I, in all honesty, I honestly think he should have given all the nonviolent offenders a pardon personally. But at the same time, I try to understand his reasoning for all that, you know. And I I know that I don't know everything, and um, I have to respect and appreciate what it is that he has done for the American people, even if I don't always. Agree. You know, I'm not saying that I, I'm not saying I agree with everything that he believes in, but the fact that he's willing to bite the bullet, be consistent, you know, he's not afraid of running from the bad optical takes, uh, the, uh, the, you know, his consistency, I don't know, you know, it's really refreshing. Agree with him or see eye to eye. Right. You know, one thing I think about January 6th in the media, it's very strange to me that people took you and in the media, especially right wing media, made it seem like you were some sort of crisis actor hired by Antifa to make people the internal shame of being a conservative activist you know your optics are so bad you're constantly being disavowed by your comrades people look dumb all I can say is for part of me was like that's hilarious because anybody that really knows me knows that's not true another part of me is like okay this is a perfect example of how it is that the truth gets gets smeared you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is I'm not Antifa. I'm not Black Lives Matter. And the fact of the matter is when I was marching at the Black Lives Matter and the Antifa protests in Phoenix, I wasn't marching with them. I was marching with the police. I'm a perfect example of how they neurolinguistically program people through the use of images, through the use of trigger words, and through the use of trigger images. And right. as far as I'm concerned, you need to be the change that you want to see in the world. You need to be the one that's the leader. You know, I think that if every, imagine this, for example, we have a capital in every city, in every state, in every country all over the world. Imagine if every single person that was dedicated to the truth and to getting the truth out to the people met at their capital every single Saturday at noon. So this is our historical window of opportunity where, you know, where we can all gather together, you know, nonviolently at our local capitals where we can organize by default, we can what? change the dialogue, we can, you know, moralize by default, we can change our collective thought patterns by default. This is, this is what I hear when I hear uh, lefties talk about how we shouldn't vote for Democrats in elections because we could be doing mutual aid. You know, what, what mutual aid should we do? Well... 
we should all meet and change the dialogue, but with with our synergies. Alt. This this idea of every Saturday at noon at your local capital, it organizes people by, by default. It changes. Not only that, but it would uh, it would take the stigma away from you know pulling up to the capital if we pulled up to the capital our own capitals every week, just like exactly. hey, we're here. Exactly. And then that that way, about the way. Oh, go ahead. That way, you can't say, "Hey, they went to the Capitol. They're terrorists." You say, "They went to the Capitol. That's what they're supposed to do. That's what we always do." <laughs> right. And think about how that would change the collective thought patterns. And think about this. Imagine if, if, if every Saturday at the Capitol at noon, people gathered together and they burned their vax cards or they burned their vaccine passports or they burned their masks, very similar to what like Gandhi did in South Africa with the passes that the Indians were. The first person syndrome is so fucking strong, man. Holy shit. Yeah, if we go and, if we go and burn these 10 cent disposable masks, that we paid for ourselves. We would be just like Gandhi in South Africa. <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, go burn your masks. Whatever, I don't fucking care. You, 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 you just can't en enter any businesses. Well, were forced to carry, but no British citizen was supposed to carry or forced to carry. Okay, imagine if everybody refused to socially distance. If everybody was praying or singing, dancing. Okay, wait, hold on. Refuse to socially distance. You're talking about an orgy here, okay? Look, yeah, me me looking out at the 40 to 50, you know, sweaty, heaving, you know, uh, panting people writhing around on my basement floor. We are owning the fuck out of those Dems right now. Make sure to cough in each other's faces. Thank you. All right. ...and socializing. We're basically going back to normal... If it's actually better than normal because now we're all united, you know, imagine if, if at these locations people were talking about Tesla coils and zero point energy engines. Look at people like Gandhi, look at people like Martin Luther King Jr. and stuff like that. Even look at what happened in the USSR where everybody gave the communists the finger and said, we're not working for you, we're not working with you, and the USSR fell. Right, so... What? That... What... Oh, is that how that happened? Ah, I didn't. I didn't realize a general strike brought down the Soviet Union. Well, uh, that's cool. I want to go back to something you talked about, and it's the idea of nonviolent rebellion. And uh, I'm of the belief that you are a truly nonviolent person. But with a lot of these, with with a lot of these large events, like large protests, large rallies, I think that there's going to be a lot of bad seeds that are, are in the mix. And that, that isn't referring to a specific event, just in general. You know? And I think that it becomes harder to police and expel violent people from your movement as tensions are high and numbers grow. You know, like, if you go to a Trump rally, right, anywhere, there is people there who are nonviolent, but there's also people who are just there to, you know, beat the shit out of the opposition and, and, and just, just go there and use these, these movements as an outlet for their, their hatred. How do you feel about that? Well, this is something I think that is really important because we can use a certain event, I'll just say that, we can use a certain event that happened to... Um, 
Okay, I don't I don't think that's getting around the subject the way your lawyers would want you to. When they said don't talk about January 6th, they did not mean say the certain of yeah, just Pepe 16, you know. Learn. Okay. If there's some sort of violence happening, do not contribute to it. Back away from the violent person and allow authorities to handle it. Then you're not associated with the violence at all. I also think that things like prayer are very, very important at these at these places. I don't know if you know, but there was this uh, group that did um, like an experiment where in Washington D.C. they gathered together. I think it was like once a week um, for an hour, and they meditated and focused on the idea of nonviolence and peace and love. And uh, the crime rates in Washington D.C. dropped by like 25 to 35 percent. Nonviolent rebellion is the only what? thing that has ever created some sort of long lasting. What? Did they did they project some kind of aura? What did did they consecrate the earth? What what did they did they did they cast calm emotions? Okay. Lasting change, like what Gandhi said, dude. You know, a victory attained by violence is tantamount to a feat. For sure. Do you? Have any regrets? Dude, when you're sitting in a cell for 22 hours a day, you have all sorts of regrets, far beyond the ones that landed you in that cell. Okay, you think about everything you've ever done in your life that you're like, man, I screwed up there, I screwed up okay. there, I screwed up there, I messed up here, I wish I would have said that, I wish I would have done that, I wish I would have kissed her, I wish I would have shown up, I wish I would have done this, I wish, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you pick yourself apart like no other. But the thing is, is that... After all this time in solitary, you know, they did it to break me. But what it did is, is it made me. All this pressure, the FBI down my, breathing down my neck, the DOJ prosecuting me, the media spewing their lies, my previous counsel totally abhorrently misrepresenting me, saying I'm retarded and, you know, delusional and schizophrenic. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I did work for this guy for a bit. God, I can't believe I didn't mention that. Ah! Yeah, sorry guys. I also moonlight as as legal counsel uh uh in DC sometimes. Um yeah. Yeah, I'd say that I'd say that was one of my one of my better jobs. You know. You know, there's a, all the while I'm in solitary confinement, I can't do anything about it. I can't express myself. I can't talk to the press. You know, the the the, the pressure was unbelievable but it, it turned me into what david goggins calls uh, anti-fragile or, or uh, almost like a spiritual diamond of sorts where all that pressure didn't break me it made me a better stronger more uh, spiritual person how do you think that you'll be remembered by history well i'm not done yet <laughs> right so what's the, what's the plan what comes next like do you have any plans for whenever you get out Oh yeah, I'm gonna write an autobiography. Um, I'm. Uh, I'd like to make movies. I'd like to make music. I want to make more, some more of my paintings. We should make music, dude. Oh, dude, I'm down, dude. I'm we down should make a first music. first day out, first day out video. It's like in rap. Whenever rappers get out of jail, not that you have to rap, but they do a first day out freestyle. You should do something like that. But it's like you drop a music video your first day out of out of prison. That would be cool. Would that would out. be based. Would go crazy. That would be awesome, dude. I'd totally do it, bro. And I'd, I'd work with whoever could help me with that, you know? We will help you with that. Um, I also want to start my own church. Yeah. Go, go, going back to the music thing, do you know how to freestyle rap at all? I'm a, I'm a poet. 
I am not a rapper. I could probably learn to rap, but I'm 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 much better when it comes to singing than rapping. Mm -hmm. Do you think you could sing something for us? Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is insane. Do, yeah, dude, I can get so freaking loud, bro. I can get so loud, you have no idea. Did Did you just freak anybody out in your pod? I don't know. Probably, dude. Dude, I can. I can. I can go for miles. If I'm, if I'm in the right spot, you can hear me for miles. I can't believe your lawyer said you were retarded. That's so whack. Yeah, it's, it's, it, to say the least, he abhorrently misrepresented me and was extremely inaccurate. But, you know, I think as people listen to me speak, they begin to see the truth is quite the opposite. So that's why I encourage people, you know, to uh, do their own research because that's really the only way. I mean, like, seriously, if all people would have had to do to know the truth about me and who I really am, that I'm not a deep state actor, that I'm, you know, not mentally ill, that, you know, uh, that I had nothing to do with BLM or Antifa, all they would have to do is would have had to go to my Rumble, go to my BitChute, and read my book. Right. So what media outlets do you trust? Oh, dude, I don't really. I, I, I search so many media outlets. I search so many sources before I ever come to a conclusion about anything. But, but look, I, I want to keep talking to you, but um, unfortunately, I do have to go. Um, I got to give my family a call because of the holiday and such. But um, if you want, we can do another interview, bro. I can always call you back. Yeah, yeah I'm down. So uh, I was wondering, like, I have this friend named Kelly who I was telling you about who we're making a documentary on. And, uh, uh -huh. yeah, I kind of want you to meet him. Okay, cool. Yeah, then yeah, then we'll definitely work it out. We'll definitely do something. Chat! I see. The Tim Pool is spotted midstream. Holy shit, you can see other people have typed it. I don't miss anything in chat. If any of you repeat anything at any point, if... Oh, my God. We need to institute a fucking R9K mode in chat so you guys can't spam the same shit over and over. It'll kill combos, but it'll be worth it to keep you degenerate fucks! from ruining my fucking mental with your non-stop fucking spamming of information that I am obviously aware of because it is my literal job to look at chat while watching videos. And thanks Channel 5 for having me on, man. And I hope to be on once again. It's been a pleasure, like beyond what it's been before. You know, I, the, the questions you asked were fan for fantastic and I hope to do this again. Thank you so much, Andrew. And, you know, God bless you and God bless America and God bless the world. Yeah, God bless you too, man. Let's keep in touch. Anytime you call, I'll answer. Yes, sir. God bless, man. I'll talk to you in a little bit. Sounds good, man. KCJ from LI, I banned you earlier because you spammed the same link four times. It was for an hour. I was too kind to you. You died for our sins. Uh, look at look at how good Ryan. Look at look. I'm such a non-professional, and Ryan's like, "Hey, do you want to cap off that segment, or did you really want to end it with yelling at chat over Tim Pool's uh, compound?" Ryan, you're uh, you're you're wonderful. However, I have nothing more to say. Godspeed.